Wolfpack ain't for soft, it ain't for soft people. There's a plane waiting for you to take it to St. Louis? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't have to tell you people. We got better tonight. I mean, that's a triple play. You know, it's swelling up inside of you, so get it out. It's therapeutic. I'm listening. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I am listening. It's Joe Giglio, your Pack Therapy host, and I'm going to be honest with you. After Chris Dunn missed a 39-yard field goal at the end of regulation on Saturday, I didn't expect this episode to be for an ecstatic Wolfpack fan base. But a funny thing happened. Unlike the loss in 2016, when Kyle Bambard missed a 33-yarder at the end of regulation, NC State responded in overtime. Thayer Thomas had a two-yard touchdown catch on a pick play that looked exactly like Hunter Renfro's touchdown for Dabo Sweeney's first national title in 2016. And then in the second overtime, Devin Carter, who, quite frankly, on this podcast after the loss to Mississippi State, I had to call him out and say, if you want to win big games, you have to make big plays. Well, Devin Carter responded on Saturday against Clemson. His 22-yard touchdown catch in the second overtime proved to be the difference on it was a wonderful throw by quarterback Devin Leary, who finished the game with four touchdown passes. Leary throws it into the back right corner of the end zone where only Carter can come up with the play. But he has to turn mid-route, shift his body. Honestly, it's one of those moments that's going to go down in NC State history. This for a receiver who earlier in the game couldn't come up with a pass in the first half on a deep shot that looked like kind of looked like the Mississippi State game where you're going, at some point you have to make those plays. Well, that point was overtime for Devin Carter. And it was interesting that Clemson ran a similar play in the second overtime and went to their stud receiver, Justin Ross, and he couldn't come up with the acrobatic catch. He couldn't come up with the 50-50 play. It's a make-or-miss game, Sidney Lowe, former NC State coach, 1983 national champion, used to love to say it's a make-or-miss game. NC State on Saturday against Clemson made the plays that they had to make to win the game. Now. All it means is NC State is now 1-0 in the ACC. Clemson now has two losses on the season, which is going to knock them out of the college football playoff race for the first time since the 2014 season. The Tigers only have one ACC loss. They can still win the ACC, but I do wonder about their motivation and some of the injuries they had in this game. James Skalski their outstanding veteran linebacker got hurt in the second early in the second quarter. He missed most of this game. Brian Brisset, their outstanding defensive lineman, he got hurt early in the third quarter. He was missed down the stretch by the Tigers. And then their five-star running back, Will Shipley, the wolf blood himself, 26 family members with an NC State diploma, including his parents, both of his parents, unfortunately came down with a knee injury in overtime. So Clemson's going to have some issues going forward. For NC State, the issues going forward are going to be new because they've cleared the biggest hurdle now. And before we get to what is sure to be Dave Doran's most famous soundbite ever, just a reminder that you can catch a new episode of Pack Therapy each Monday on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. 
please subscribe or follow us so you don't miss an episode. Go back and listen to the one with Naheem Hines or Debbie Yao or Ruffin McNeil and give us five stars. Pack Therapy is presented by the Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts, guaranteed. All right, this is going to go down as Dave's best clip ever. The curse is broken, NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Been here nine years and seen a lot of crazy stuff, and people have talked about it and didn't believe it, but I got to tell you, I think it was real, and it's not there anymore, so we can move on now <laughs> and be happy about that. When's the last time you went under your house and really checked out your crawl space? I noticed some moisture problems down there two weeks ago, and I didn't even know where to start to fix it. Luckily, Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority did. I've relied on Hayes Lancaster and his Mosquito Authority team since 2018 to take care of my house. And it's not just ants and other little critters. A lot of crawl spaces like mine weren't properly sealed, which can lead to a variety of serious moisture and pest issues. Pest Authority offers extensive crawl space improvement services, including a high-quality poly moisture barrier that covers the ground to prevent future issues. And they handle the crawl space insulation that will help your cooling and heating, plus the air quality of your home. Mosquito and Pest Authority services the Triangle, Sandhills, and Fayetteville. Check them out for a special pack therapy offer of $50 off of your first service with a reoccurring service plan at bugsbite.com. The Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts, guaranteed. To be clear, the curse against Clemson has been broken. But there's a bigger one out there, of course, for NC State. An ACC title conference drought that goes back to 1979. One that Phillip Rivers couldn't break, despite having the best team in the ACC in 2002. One that Russell Wilson couldn't break in 2010, despite going up to Maryland and having a chance to win the ACC Atlantic Division, only to be Torrey Smithed. One that Mike Glennon, after beating Florida State, after knocking off a Florida State juggernaut in 2012, they were in a similar position to this team. They beat the best team in the league early, and then they had to take care of business late. And that's where I'd like to go with NC State moving forward here. They have seven conference games left. I'm going to throw out the Syracuse game on November 20th. I believe NC State's going to win that game. I think we could solidly say NC State's going to win that game. The other six conference games, though, at Boston College, at Miami, Louisville at home, at Florida State, at Wake Forest, and then the regular season finale against North Carolina on the day after Thanksgiving. Those six games, no lie, NC State could win or lose any of those six games. And if you don't think losing at Florida State's possible, well, I've got news for you. Florida State still has talent. Or if you don't think losing to Louisville at home on, a, on the day before Halloween is possible, i got news for you. Louisville still has talent. So NC State's not in the position, obviously, that Clemson was the previous six years when they ran roughshod through the ACC. I actually think 6-2 and two is going to be the winning record for the team that takes the Atlantic Division. I think Clemson probably has another conference loss in them. I, I really, honestly, Clemson's offense is really limited. Their offensive line isn't good, even by their standard, because that's been a get-by 
situation for Clemson's offensive line that they haven't been dominant when you look at the players that they've put in the NFL you think of the quarterbacks you think of the receivers you think of all of the defensive linemen that's been the one position that Dabo Sweeney really hasn't been able to recruit at the same level as his other positions I think Clemson will lose another conference game this year which would mean NC State would have the tiebreak over them Um, so I do think six and two is the path and I do think NC State can do that but those six games, I honestly, when you look at them, they feel like they could go either way to me. So it's going to be interesting to see, starting this week, how NC State responds. Because you might just say, oh, it's Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech actually has a player at quarterback in Austin Kendall, who already in his college career has a win over NC State. He was West Virginia's quarterback in 2019 when NC State went up to Morgantown and lost there early in that season, which really derailed that season. So... The way the transfer portal has affected college football, even that Louisiana Tech game, I believe, will be a challenge just to see, if nothing else, how NC State handles success. But the good news for Dave Doran is, yes, you get this win over Clemson, this program that in 2016, when you had the Bambard miss, that was that could have obviously been a breakthrough for Dave Doran. But that team ended up finishing... 7-5 and five in the regular season. They weren't going to win the ACC that year, even with a win over Clemson, at Clemson. In 2017, however, that was Dave Doran's best team with Bradley Chubb and Naheem Hines still on the roster to go along with Jalen Samuels, Kelvin Harmon, Ryan Finley, you name all of the different players. Jermaine Pratt, who ended up in the NFL as well. Uh, Garrett Bradbury. That, that was Dave Doran's best team. And at home, they had Clemson that year in 2017 and ended up losing after a procedural penalty on what would have been the game, the go-ahead winning drive. So they've had these close calls, which Dave Doran has mentioned. They've had these heartbreaking losses. There was one at home uh, in 16, also to Florida State, which actually happened on a dropped interception. Dave Doran's only been here nine years, which relative to NC State's history is not a long time. It is by recent standards for NC State football coaches, but he has seen a lot in those nine years. You you have to be wherever your opinion is of Dave Doran. And, and Let's be honest, before the game, um, due to the Mississippi State loss earlier in this season, there was a there was a good portion of the fan base that wanted to that was ready to turn on Dave Dorn and and wanted to see them step up in a moment like this. It's going to be interesting to see where Clemson goes from here, because one of the things people love to hold against Dave Doran is how many teams who have finished the, the season in the top twenty five. Clemson's gonna have some work as strange as it sounds to do. Um, to finish the year in the top 25 because of the strength of their schedule. But this is pack therapy. This is not Tiger therapy. So I'm going to talk more about NC State and what they did to win that game. And I would like to start with the player who I don't think is getting enough attention. Devin Carter and Devin Leary were, were really good. Devin Carter in particular, as I mentioned, that that was a great redemptive moment for him. Uh, Emeka Mizi. Career high, 14 catches. I thought all of the mistakes we saw from that Mississippi State game where NC State got away from the running game. Look, Bam Knight and Ricky Person, there wasn't any really big splash plays on Saturday. But Tim Beck, offense corner, didn't give up on the run. Kept at the run. Tried to keep that Clemson defense honest. I thought they kept feeding Amizi, who his touchdown... At the end of the first quarter, that was some kind of one-handed catch. It's those 50-50 plays that NC State simply did not make against Mississippi State. And honestly, if you want to get into it, simply hasn't made in these bigger games. The Notre Dame game in 17 
any of the Clemson games in this series, some of those difficult Florida State losses. That was one thing Dave Dorn has always stressed, and really since that early loss to Clemson in his tenure in 2012, when Clemson's receivers just outplayed NC State's defensive backs. And he's made it a point of focus to get defensive backs that will fight and to get bigger receivers that can make those types of plays. So props to Devin Carter for the plays that he made in the biggest situations on Saturday. But here's the person who I don't think is getting enough credit, and that's linebacker Isaiah Moore. Statistically, he led the team in tackles. He had three quarterback pressures. He had two tackles for loss. And while Clemson's offense is not great, and it's not even close to the vintage of what it was under either Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson, you still have to make plays against them. And Isaiah Moore, not only did he tip a pass that Drake Thomas ended up intercepting, he was a constant in Clemson's backfield. And part of that was an adjustment that NC State had made on DJ Uwe Ungalale's first touchdown pass in the game to Justin Ross. They only sent three players. They only, they only sent three defenders at the quarterback. Since after that touchdown pass, and Uwe Ungalale had a lot of time on that play, too much time. After that play, I thought Tony Gibson made a nice adjustment, and, and part of that adjustment was sending more on more blitz packages and more really getting home on those. Didn't have the sacks, but he was back there. Uwe Ungalale is not Trevor Lawrence. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's a, he's a young, raw quarterback still finding his way. He's not accurate enough. Um, his, his receivers, quite frankly, didn't help him enough. But you still have to put the pressure on him. Pressure bursts pipes. And I thought Isaiah Moore was instrumental in hurrying him and coming up with key plays in that game. And why is that important? Well, Isaiah Moore doesn't play the same spot as Peyton Wilson, who was injured and lost for the year against Mississippi State. Peyton Wilson was NC State's best defender last year. He was their best player last year. He was the best defender in the ACC last year. Didn't win the award, but he was. Isaiah, so without Wilson, the big question to me was, who's going to make plays? Who's going to be a standout? Who can change the tide of a game? And on Saturday, I thought you saw Isaiah Moore time and again change the tide of that game for NC State. And that doesn't even get into his leadership qualities and what he's meant for this team and this program on and off the field. So first star of the game, a special pack therapy first star of the game. I'm going linebacker Isaiah Moore. It's Joe Giglio for Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority, and I kind of know what you're thinking. Ah, Joe, he's just reading an ad. He doesn't know anything about Mosquito Authority. Not true. I've been a customer since 2018, and I don't know about you, but in the summer at my house in Garner, I get ants. No problem, though. I just call Mosquito Authority and Hayes Lancaster and his team. They work their magic. Here's another thing I found out. Last week, I found a mouse up in my attic. Not a problem. You know why? It's Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. They handle that, too. Mosquitoes, ticks, ants, mice, roaches, termites, all of your pests, and there's no contracts. Satisfaction is always guaranteed. It's locally owned, and it's been protecting homes in the Triangle, Sandhills, and Fayetteville for more than 10 years. Go to bugsbite.com and take advantage of this special pack therapy offer. You'll get $50 off of your first service with a reoccurring service plan. So do what I did. Reach out to Mosquito and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts, guaranteed.
Joining me now for a very special musical segment of Pack Therapy, a, f- a first, is Jonathan Rand, the producer of not only this podcast, but the producer of The OG, which of course you can listen to 3 to 6.30 every weekday, right here on 99.9 The Fan. Jonathan Rand, thank you so much for taking some time and joining me here on the couch on a on a celebratory weekend it for is. NC State football. It feels weird. Is this how it's supposed to feel? <laughs> Is this normal? I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Jonathan Rand, grew up in Garner, you've seen the Rand Road signs, even the new Rand Road. Um, but when he was at Garner High School, very involved in the theater, mm-hmm. musical background, mm-hmm. gets to NC State where he graduated from in? 09. 2009. You're so young. I'm very young. In my prime. You are in your prime. <laughs> Actually, no. No. 34 now. This is this I'm is, over the prime. You are. Ah. Yeah. Once you pass your Larry Bird Jesus here, you're you passed thought, your prime. I thought Walter Payton was still kind of in the prime. No. All right. Sorry, buddy. I'll take Sorry. It. I hate to break that to you. Um, but at NC State, you were in an acapella group, the Grains of Time. I was. We've turned that into a bit on the OG where let's call it daily. You sing. You yeah. acapella the news. I do. Right? I'm yes. using air quotes right now. It's not really acapella. Yes, we know it's not really acapella. We do that on purpose. Like, we're, we we know. Okay? We did something really cool, though, this week on the OG. Not only in the sense that it was a chance to highlight some of your singing and lyrical ability, but we sing a country artist's song to the country artist. Yeah. Not only was he just any old country artist, it's Scotty McCreary, Garner legend, and I'd argue the world's biggest NC State fan. So, I want to set this up properly. You reached out to Scotty McCreary Mm -hmm. to have him come on and join us on the OG before the Clemson game. Yes. He has a new album. He does. Same truck. And one of the songs on there is called Carolina to Me, which very much sounds like an ode to James Taylor. Yes. Right? Like yeah. Carolina in my mind. Yeah. There, there's a there's a lot of that in there. Yeah. But it's all of maybe some of Scotty's favorite things. Mm-hmm. But there's there's no wolf pack in there. At all. At all. And I'm going to be completely transparent here. When I started Pack Therapy, I'd hoped to get Scotty McCreary on Pack Therapy. I haven't been able to work that out. And I really wanted Scotty McCreary to record Wolf Pack Ain't for Soft People. Now. That's his livelihood. I understand. He's he's not taking lyrical advice or musical advice from a jabroni like me. Fair. Perfectly understandable. But I got to say, you did a really good job in reworking <laughs> Carolina to me into Wolfpacking for Soft People. Thanks. So let's start with the lyrics, and then we'll play the clip from the OG where you sang the song to Scotty McCreary. But okay. let's start with the lyrics. Okay. Because in Scotty's version... We get to, you think pearly gates, you think streets of gold, and I think them longleaf pines lined on Tobacco Road. You get it. There's imagery here of of the state of North Carolina. Everything that's heaven to you is Carolina to me. This is the hook there. In our version, here's what Jonathan Rand came up with. With help from you. Okay. You think T.A. was in. Obviously, that's T.A. McClendon from the the controversial Mm. 2004 NC State North Carolina game where... NC State running back T.A. McClendon not only appeared to score the game-winning touchdown, but was ruled to have scored the game-winning touchdown. Instant replay did not exist at this point. Mm. Yet somehow on the field, the call was overturned, and NC State being NC State on the very next play, T.A. fumbles, North Carolina wins the game. 
very famous moment. And anytime you hear was TA in or TA wasn't in from a Carolina fan, that's what they're talking about. Good start. You think Underwood. Yes. I was at this game. Brian Underwood. I forget who the quarterback was. You might have to help this, me out. This was the this was the world. This was Dave Doran's first year in twelve. Okay. And it was supposed to be Brandon Mitchell, who looked really good. Arkansas in the first wide receiver. Yes, yeah. Who looked really good in the first game and went over Louisiana Tech, who NC State is actually playing next week. Mm. But he got hurt. Yes. <laughs> so now it went down to Pete Thomas, Pete Thomas. and Bryant Sheriffs, who ended up transferring to UConn. Yeah. Uh, it, they were a mess. But in this particular game, they popped an early big play to Brian Underwood, the receiver who had tremendous success in the 2011 season with Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. But kind of was sent adrift in that 12 season well, without an NFL an quarterback. An NFL quarterback, right? yeah. But this one was also a game against Clemson. Yeah. And I still haven't seen a great angle of Brian Underwood actually stepping out of bounds in that game. So you think T.A. was in, but Underwood was in also. So, yeah. That was a night game. Completely changed the tenor of that game. The mm-hmm. play was blown dead, so it couldn't be overturned. There was replay at this point. Yeah. Couldn't be overturned. NC State ends up losing to just a, one of the early Dabo Sweeney juggernaut machines that you were like, you know what? It's going to be really hard to beat these guys for mm-hmm. a couple of years. All right, next line. And I think about the Pac-13 getting ousted because of COVID. I don't think we really need to get into that no. yet on Pack Therapy. I'm saving for that for the very special episode with, with Elliot Avent. But okay. that is, of course, a reference to the College World Series from this past summer. You think Chandler shot. Yes, I was also there for that one. I was underneath a goal. This was uh, Florida had just won, I, I believe, their second of the back-to-back national championships, and Chandler Parsons in Florida came into a PNC, and Farnold DeGand is shooting a free throw to ice the game pretty much, or at least make it a three-point game, and he's he misses the first one. And I'm under the goal that Farnold's shooting at, and I can see him now turning to his teammates saying, I got I got it, I got it. And he misses it. Not only does he miss it, he misses it so badly, like in a bad way, that Parsons is able to corral it, take two dribbles, and hoist a shot, and drain it. And yeah, 75-footer, January 3rd, 2010. Mm. Excellent memory by you. Chandler Parsons, indeed. Farnold DeGan is one of my favorite... Um, I'm known for my nicknames, as, as you have come to learn yes. in our 19 months together now on, on radio. I am convinced that Farnold DeGan's real name is Arnold, but his parents got so tired of saying effing Arnold that they just decided to call him Farnold. I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Why didn't anyone think of that before? I, I don't know. I like this. I don't know. We need to do some deep dive and uh, figure this out if this is true or not. Th- that's the mystery that I've solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then you think wide right, which we got a wide left well, on Saturday we, night in the Clemson We game. almost had to do a, a, a re-rack of this song for Chris Dunn, but thankfully not. Uh, Kyle Bambard's wide right against Clemson. Uh, that one hurt. That one hurt. Still does. It but still hurts. I, I do feel better for everyone on that 2016 team. Including Kyle Bambard, yeah. After NC State's win uh, against Clemson on Saturday, and then we'll, we'll we'll close it up here with we got all our own opinions still climbing that steep hill. Eighty three made the unbelievable believable. Mm. Wolfpack, 
ain't for soft people. It ain't. Okay, before we get to the clip, I just want to thank Rusty Helser and Jonathan Rand for their production work on this podcast and the Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Pack Therapy. We have a new episode every Monday on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. And please rate us five stars. The Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. No mosquitoes, no pests, no contracts. Guaranteed. If you're in the Triangle, Sandhills, or Fayetteville, check them out at BugsBite.com. All right, now let's play that clip and get Scotty McCreary's reaction. Here's what we did, Scotty. I'm going to put you on the spot here. You, you wrote a great song here, but Thank you. Jonathan Rand, the producer of this program, is known to acapella the news and tweak some lyrics every now and then. <laughs> okay. And since there should have been a refrain and you should be the person recording Wolfpack Ain't for Soft People, well, we put this song together to the tune of Carolina to me. <laughs> we want an honest review from you, okay? Ready to oh, man, I'm excited. All right, here we go. I believe this is the life we're living. It's a tough one, yeah, it's true. But it sure as heck beats wearing one of those bad shades of blue. I've sat on Saturday mornings watching game day make their picks. But if you've been around here long enough, it don't matter what that line is. You think TA was in, you think Underwood. And I think about the Pac-13 getting ousted cause COVID. You think Chan the shot, you think wide ride and i think about all those what ifs keeping me up at night we all got our own opinions still just climbing this steep hill after 83 we had the unbelievable what pack ain't for soft people mm. bravo Bravo! That just moved me to tears. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Way to go, Rand! Good job, Rand! Thanks, thanks. This now we just got to back all the memories I've tried to bury. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the first musical edition of Pack Therapy. Thanks again to Scotty McCreary for joining us on the OG, and maybe someday I'll get him to record that theme song. But you know what? Jonathan Rand does a really good job anyway, so I think we're okay on that front. Join us again next Monday. I'm going to have some NC State fans, one in particular, Steve Young, who turns 50 this week. And, well, he's been to a lot of NC State games, a lot of losses, a lot of heartbreak. He needs the therapy. Join us next week right here on Pack Therapy. <laughs>